This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morse, and in a very bright pink shirt, we have Mr. Jared Mariyama. Fresh from the IG Live video <laughs> shoot set, still wearing... I added a jacket yes. because it's a little chilly in this room. you got to get your internet connection better. What happens? It's like a joke. Every time you show your shoe, it goes to squares. Yeah, the... It's the ish. Did you, um, Mm. oh, so we did talk about, we're going to do a giveaway. Yes. So I'll kind of start there here. Um, one of the things that I did this week, I started cleaning out different areas. So you've been over to my house before the The pandemic and everything. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I, um, I'm trying to move like different workspaces around. So the middle floor is where if we ever have guests, like that's where they'll be. So I'm trying to eliminate like my mm-hmm. footprint to there and yeah. move my workspace downstairs. And then the recording, which I'm doing now and the IG live would be upstairs in one of the extra bedrooms. Yeah. I think so that's having good. that like center area just completely open. So that's what led to the unearthing of the figures, which we talked about on the IG live where I had that mm-hmm. Walgreens exclusive Boba Fett. Um, but I'm like, finding all of this old merch and other toys and stuff. So I think like this is the sort of thing that I'm happy to get rid of like out of my possession, but I would hate to just not throw it away, but even give some of these collectible things to like a goodwill. Cause it's just going to get trashed there. Right. So I would love for it to find like a home where people are going to appreciate it. Save it for so, a designer con like I did. Do the I know, but do the garage it's so sale. So far away. Like ah. I don't want to have all of this stuff. You can just put just it in the garage. Like, just that's what I do. Just put it in a bin uh, in the garage and then I just drag that out and it was hilarious to see people come running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you just price it ridiculously, right? Like right, you just want to get rid me, of it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not looking to make necessarily any money on this right, stuff. I just right. It's like heartbreaking to throw away this stuff. I had a bin of the um, little toys, remember, and give it to kids. I'm like, pick what you mm-hmm. want, and like, it's amazing <laughs> how exciting that is when you're little. For something like that too, where it's not, it like wasn't really, it's not worth anything. It didn't cost a lot to get. Like yeah. that could be a good incentive on your end. Like, okay, buy this print and take a random toy from this bucket yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I like designer come because it's people who really want it. It's not going to, like you said, right. Goodwill. That seems like throwing it away. You might as well just throw it away. Yeah. Um, although some lucky nerd would be thrilled to stumble upon that in a pile of absolute I know. crap. I always, so I'll, on like Instagram and stuff, I'll always see people that find like these gems in thrift stores yeah. or, um, because yeah, just random angry parents. Parents, like finally cleaned out their kids <laughs> closet they're like we gave it all away and they're like no uh, that was my yeah, nest I've egg heard s- i've heard so many stories about that with like uh you know everything from baseball cards to toys to like i don't know whatever other collectibles exist my dad is the like worst that. about saving stuff like junk like it is it's not hoarder level because everything kind of has a space, but what he saves, what he got so mad and made us take our stuff out of there, like, you got to take this stuff. If you want it, we're throwing it out so that he could <laughs> save like 
old magazines, you know, like boxes of old <laughs> magazines. I'm like, really? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll throw away my Star Wars toys, but by all means, keep that bag of old T-shirts from like <laughs> <laughs> the '70s. You know, like uh, it cracked. I me had up. a moment like that too when I moved out of my parents. My dad had like there was like one box left, yeah. and he's like, I don't even know. It was just like a miscellaneous yeah. mark box, yeah. and like I don't even think it was him. It was my stepmom that was pressuring him to like get rid of, yeah. Yeah. you know, purge everything. And I honestly, I like didn't have time or the interest to do it by whatever the deadline was. So <laughs> whatever was in that box is gone. It probably was some like old toys and miscellaneous collectibles and stuff. But the Star Wars toys and stuff that I had was like power of the force stuff. So this was yeah. like 90s when they were like. Round two. That's that's kind of like the the era of Star Wars toys that everybody shits on. Well. Like, nobody likes it because it's so. Like kind of G.I. Joe-ish or like He-Man. They're like big, bulky. Yes. And like it didn't really make sense. Huge thigh Um, gap. Like, (laughs) (laughs) But it was funny because they did it to everybody. So it'd be like rebel bass guy. And he's just like humongous. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like they had like a kind of a generic body. Yeah, And they would just, you know, put different clothes on or a different head. Like the bass body was kind of this bulky Thing. So like late 80s, early 90s, like WrestleMania style uh, mm-hmm. figures, like ridiculous. Um, but again, if you were the right age, you loved it, right? You loved the, the shitty stuff at your age, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was neat about Power of the Force was that it came out at the time when they're already aware of collecting, right? Like mm-hmm. first round of Star Wars oh, figures, yeah, so highly collectible. So yeah, they yeah, knew yeah. that like, oh, we're going to put a coin in this one. And we're going to, you know, this is like, I have the R2 with the periscope thing. That was mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Well, another thing that I liked about that is uh, they had they came out with so many more of the vehicles. Yeah. So like yeah. at that time, they had like every sort of vehicle you can think of. They had the land speeders, obviously in the... Like the big main ones, the Millennium Falcon, X-Wings. But then they started doing like A-Wings mm-hmm. and Y-Wings and the snow speeders. So like popular ones, but stuff that you didn't see previously. Um, I think the crap is... Have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Did they have a Slave 1? Uh, like yeah, during Empire. the original trilogy? Empire came out. Yeah. Um, when it okay. first showed up. That was another one that I remember getting that I loved. That and um, a TIE Fighter. I loved those. Power of the Force, ships. Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. Did it come with the figure, the Power of the Force ones, or just the? I don't remember if it did, but I do remember the Slave One had um, Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah, that's like the Empire. And it one. had like you could put there was a, like a slot inside that you could put it in, mm-hmm. so it, like fit nicely. Yeah, and um, the and the inside certainly didn't rotate. <laughs> no but the cool thing of the one that i had at least there was kind of like a little handle on the back <laughs> yeah yeah you could so you it. could rotate it and the wings would rotate right, the little sort side of. But like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the if you put boba fett or any character in the cockpit they kind of would like rattle around <laughs> it wasn't a smooth transition yeah 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 yeah. No, no, it's a great ship i had that hanging in my uh at my other house uh, from the ceiling for a long time and then the string broke it's always funny how like oh, the string just breaks man. you know like you well wondering. i'm sure you didn't like secure uh, if this was you you probably uh, like a, a a child, Jared, didn't secure it. You <laughs> no, know, no, no, no. This was at the adult. This was at the last house. The house you came to. Oh, <laughs> not a child. 
it's oh, well, then there's no excuses. Yeah, no, it's fishing wire, and like all of a sudden the fishing wire broke. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the knot oh. came undone or something. Like that. Yeah, because that the fishing wire is really hard to get like to an actually break. like yeah. a strong um, a strong knot though because it's it kind it's, of loosens. It's hard to bend yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the um, I remember probably like my most memorable birthday gift. God, I probably was like nine years old. I asked for the Millennium Falcon, whatever iteration it was on at the time. And like, you know, I open all my like little gifts and in the, my head, I'm like, oh man, I didn't get the Millennium Falcon. But it was so big, the box that like my parents couldn't wrap it. <laughs> so they ended up saying something like, oh, go look, look over here. The couch yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. And I was like, I saw it poking out from wherever it was hiding. I was like, oh, yes. And I was so pumped. I stayed up like all night. I remember it was a school night. I stayed up all night trying to put all the stickers on the right spots. And uh, it was that was a, a fun, super memorable birthday. That might have been in the box that my dad got rid of. There you go. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, anything can match that as far as gifts now is like I, I don't know if it's because you're a child and the impact is the same but as an adult do you think you could get that same like I could even be gifted a car and I don't think I'd be as excited yeah as you know, I, was I was about thinking that. about that god it's I don't know actually let me see if I can change move my nope I can't uh, give me one second and I will show you something I'm just gonna babble away while you go <laughs> Because I think one of the things with getting the gifts, like especially now, like because we can because we can buy so much stuff on our own, um, and we kind of buy stuff as we want it. I think the idea of getting oh, yeah. something surprising is a lot harder, you know. So speaking of that, so this what I'm about to show you, I definitely could have purchased at any point. It's just something that like kind of went, I don't know, uh, I wasn't like actively seeking, but. I got this, which I'm sure you have no idea what it is. Little but Penny. 90s, I remember Little Penny. Oh, you do remember Little Penny. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like a um they used this to sell Penny Hardaway shoes like in the 90s. He was part of the ad campaign. Yep. And I guess it was so successful that they actually started making little figures of Little Penny. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that like I grew up seeing on TV and kind of always wanted. Um, but this year I got this and when I unwrapped it, I was had that like childlike moment because again, this is something I definitely could have purchased myself. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of forgot about and then when I opened it, I was just like super excited. Was that um, and did have did they use his actual voice or did they No, I don't think so. But was it like I think it was wasn't it? It was Chris like Rock little, or something like I don't. Oh, it might have been, wasn't it? Something that's that sounds familiar. I, can't, I don't know. I can't remember off head. I know, but me too. Like but for some be. reason, that was my first thought when you showed that because I do remember the ad campaign. But um. they had a the nineties had such weird basketball like characters. There was another one. I don't know if you remember this, but they so the basketball player was Larry Johnson, mm. and the character they created to sell <laughs> shoes was Grandma Johnson. So it was mm -hmm. basic. it was just mm -hmm. him dressed, dressed up. up as a grandma. Right. It's like so stupid, but I don't know why they created all these weird characters in the 90s to sell shoes. It's funny like it, how things kind of come, like obviously basketball is always popular, but it seems like it was big in like the 90s like that, like like mm -hmm. really using it. I don't know if 
what's big like that right now? Do you feel like there's something like, don't you think it was big? Like a sport, you mean? But I mean, like, for some reason, basketball stars were, the, I don't know if it was like leftover Jordan era thing. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, like, Deion Sanders did those Roadrunner commercials? You remember mm-hmm. that? Like, there was a lot more of that, it seems, than there is now with like the celebrity sort of sports star endorsement. Um, like, I don't know, do, are they doing it anymore? Like, it doesn't seem like I we get a know. lot of that anymore. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't see anything like Lil Penny or Grandma Johnson. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, and even like on like not necessarily Wheaties box, but like yeah. cereal boxes, they don't do the sports figures anymore. In the nineties, yeah, I remember they had um, a Brett Favre. Yeah, was on like a Wheaties box or something, and like they always had. Yeah, that was a bigger deal. It, I don't yeah. know if it's something I'm just not aware of now, but it does seem like that kind of faded away. Yeah, like I don't because you know that was right around like Space Jam time and. Like, <laughs> yeah um and because those commercials it's like it came out of those commercials it seems like where they were putting these sports stars in with like cartoon characters and stuff and Mm -hmm. like oh we can do a whole movie out of this because that's what i remember thinking like a whole movie (laughs) like jeez (laughs) a little so i love space jam they're just coming out you know yeah movies are so up in the air right now but they're supposed to space jam 2 is slated to come out this summer with lebron james what i like about space jam 2 have you been reading about it have you been following up on it um, I don't know. Like here and there, but I don't know. So, like, so last time it was the Looney Tunes, very specifically the Looney Tunes. This time they're going more like the Lego movie, and it's like all of the Warner Brothers properties are going to be sort of involved oh, in it, or or like. So, what other characters? So I forgot what I read, but like, for example, I don't know if this is true, but like Warner Brothers owns Wizard of Oz, so it's like there could be a Wizard of Oz aspect where they're you know maybe it's just that they're running through something or a character appears or something but okay so this sounds like what you were saying last week we're talking about wonder woman we're like this feels like the third or fourth installment when they're running out of ideas (laughs) yeah yeah like this seems like too much the what like there's plenty of looney tunes characters to pull from i know but i think the jokes would be too much the same like i'm glad they're expanding it a little bit you know right because the warner brothers owns uh hanna-barbera so we could see all of oh, those. Oh, that would make more sense. We could see those like, characters yeah. and, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo and like uh Oh, man, all I don't know stuff. if I want to see like a Wizard of Oz and all these live I don't know if, things in there. That'd be I, but, nutty. <laughs> but like how Lego Movie does it, I thought it's, it's great. Because Lego Movie basically, because hmm. they could do Batman too, right? All DC is Warner Brothers. Oh, they do everything. So Lego, yeah. um, I think that could be a little more... Uh, interesting than I think just the hmm. Space Jam thing. Because it always has to revolve well, they, around them playing a basketball game, which is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, they so the one thing that I did here, it's technic it's not a, a sequel. It's its just, own thing. It's like a reboot. Yeah. So it has no ties to that timeline or that so movie. What I would like to see, and this is just I again this, I don't know the, any other thing about this movie other than these quick notes I've read. But like instead of have like they had the monsters last time, you know, so they created these alien right. villains. Like, why not just use Danny DeVito why was not, their boss or whatever? Why wouldn't the aliens or whoever in this case recruit the villains from Warner Brothers? And like now the villains are playing LeBron and the characters, the good guy <laughs> character. You know what I mean? So we can have the bad guy characters playing like it's so wacky racers. So would you have like, would you have the, the villains like get souped up basketball powers too? Uh, if it's still, or would it? Cause so the thing with, um, 
you know, the original, they, these little weirdo aliens are tiny, but they get the basketball player's abilities. They and stole. They turn into, like, giant. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so would the villains just get, like, I don't know, a body upgrade or something? I don't know, but I'm just... more athletic? I think it's better to use the existing properties and just be absolutely ridiculous with this. You know, like a Battle of the Network mm. stars and Laugh Olympics. Like, just make it... Like Lego, just like Lego movie. Like, it's so hmm. ridiculous that it kind of works, you know? Funny thing about Lego movie, though, is like by Lego movie 2, I'm like, meh. <laughs> um, okay. I forgot to talk about this before, but this ha- so this now happened like a month ago. But um, Invisible Creature, Don Clark, and I think his brother's Ryan Clark, they are designers, obviously. Yep. Um, but... They did this thing, like a live video talking about and promoting this book launch that they're that's coming out early this year. Um, it specifically talks about their album covers mm-hmm. over the years. So they've been doing this for like 20 years now, maybe even more, because I know originally they were in bands and were doing like their own mm-hmm. band merch and album yeah. covers in the 90s. So. Yeah, I guess it's over 20 years of this stuff. Isn't that sad? Um, when you say 20 years, you're like, oh, that's, that's crazy. 2000. <laughs> like that's uh, in. Yeah, it seems like nothing ago. Someone but. was saying <clears throat> now when they check your ID, as long as there's a one in front of the year, you're good. Isn't that awful? <laughs> that's awful. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That is terrible. Oh. I hate that so much. Wow. Yeah. Um. So okay, Don Clark, Don talking? Clark, Don Clark. Okay, yeah. So they have this video that was talking about like their history, um, specifically the album art projects um, about how the project. Right. Went. Yeah. So the one thing that so one like I really like to support friends and different artists and stuff like that. So that was a big reason that I decided to pay for this and watch the 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 live stream. Yep. But on top of that, like they are. Lead leaders of the industry like they are the best some of the best designers and their work is so god i can't think of the word right now <laughs> it's so varied like it, it's they don't have a they have a like a look and a style but if you look at all of their work it's very different yes they run like um, an agency more than like a like a freelance right. artist yeah but it's amazing because it really is just one or or two of them. Right, right. Um, but they're able to do so much work. So a really cool thing about this. So I thought this was going to be like more process. They did go into some of like picking apart Photoshop files and talking about how they like laid it together, mm-hmm. which, you know, you can kind of find that anywhere on YouTube. So a thing that I actually liked even more than the like how they do the work is more talking about the the conceptual side of it. So they were able to say like, oh, we had this band that is blah, blah, blah genre. And this is what it was about. We really wanted to do something different and tie it into like promotional stuff after. Yeah. So I forget the band name, but they were able to convince the label to buy like an old ice cream truck Mm -hmm. and turn that into a brand, whatever the band's name was, a branded band ice cream truck Mm -hmm. and they like the band actually drove it around New York city afterwards. And like, this was part, they did a photo shoot and that was like the album art. Um, But like stuff like that, which is, you know, obviously you have to be working with a big client that has a big budget to do something like that, but it's just a different 
side of design that you don't really see. It's usually it's about the process. I thought it was really cool that they were able to talk about like the conceptual side. See, I like, think to me that is more interesting because you can always figure out. I think right, and you know sometimes there are tricks, but then sometimes artists are sort of hesitant to give up their tricks, mm-hmm. um, especially also because I think there's a lot of know-it-alls out there who like to say like, well, you could just do it like this. I, I don't know why they do it like that. <laughs> why would you do that? I would just do a different level and then make. Um, the, the funny thing too is like, you know, you could probably Photoshop this truck together yeah, exactly. you know, without even having to do it, but like they're able to do this actual uh, like ice cream truck thing and then take pictures of it, use that as the art and like, it went beyond the album art and it was actually a functional See, it's so funny. thing. We talked about this too. And I didn't know that they did that for, for the album mm-hmm. thing, but um, we talked about this. Remember like this concept, like, right. I would love for my store to be that. What if everyone, all the artists just started going in that direction so that <laughs> instead of like a, you know, like a farmer's market, you can just, everybody just drives their little trucks up. It's like a food truck convention totally. but of little yeah. artists. Yeah, and so then you can yeah. do small ones where it's like, oh, it's 10 of us are going to be at this place. Or it can be huge ones, <laughs> like a flea market. But wouldn't that be so awesome to be able to decorate a car? All your merch is in there. Oh, and like, for sure, yeah. Just ring it up in there. Oh, I'd love that. I love that. I mean, the unfortunate thing, that is a heavy cost. And, you know, starving artist is a saying for a reason. But it's better than <laughs> a physical store, I think. Um, because you can move around, you know, and mm-hmm. you could even set up like, oh, I'm set up here Monday through whatever, or, you know, right. but um, just to be able to move around like that. And then especially with this pandemic thing, like that's, you're all, yeah. you're all set. Well, I could see a bigger brand, like a Johnny Cupcakes oh, doing something successful for sure, like this. For sure. For an individual brand or artist, it'd be more difficult. Cause like, I mean, you've got to have a ton of inventory and stuff to keep people excited. But um, I mean, there's definitely something there. But I mean, if you look at the it food just, truck model, that's what you're looking at, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. you need to make at least that much. I think it's harder to sell product than food on that regular right, basis. Right. But I think you're still looking at that kind of an investment. And I think like the, the bigger, so a way that this could work for an individual would be like seasonal stuff. So let's say you have the your winter collection and you basically have however much you're going to have. And once you sell out, you sell out, whether that's in one weekend or a month, you know, that winter collection or winter capsule merchandise is only available or this one time. Or it's the squared coat truck <laughs> and it's a different artist featured every time. Oh. And that artist only invests in the overlay for your truck vehicle and uh maybe it's a like a well i'll do it for four weeks with your stuff or i'll do it two weeks with your stuff it kind of depends on the situation i mean i know that's not really squared coasting but i'm just saying like a somebody else could take this on as a concept and and sell the artist so instead of like renting out a gallery space you're renting out the time to have the yeah the squared co vehicle wrapped in your stuff. Yeah, whatever. you want me to be yeah, at Comic Con? You want me to be at Comic? I'll be there. It's going to cost you way more than normal, <laughs> right? Or maybe Comic Con is when you do everybody, you know, and so everybody's mm-hmm. paying you to have their a little bit of their stuff. I wonder. So there's got to be something preventing this from having com- like because you know they I don't like at um Magic was a big like fashion convention in. In Vegas, mm. and what they would do if you couldn't get in like a convention booth at the actual convention site, people have like yeah. open showings in like a suite or so a hotel rent out a suite yeah, yeah, yeah. at the hotel, yeah. 
and just say, you know, they'll invite different buyers from different stores to go check out their new line or whatever. I mean, to me, it probably depends a lot on the physical space, but I think you're looking at a So like Comic-Con's so huge, the outside is viable, right? Like if you can get a spot outside, you just need yeah, to announce you're there. There's when you go there, they do have like different um, mm-hmm. vendors and brands that'll rent out a, a vacant shop for the month and, or whatever. You know, yeah. knowing all the people that we know, I know people who go without a ticket and they're like, mm-hmm. if I can get a ticket, I'll go in. If not, I'm just going to shop around there and go to the parties afterwards and hang out with everybody. Right, right. So I don't know. Th- that's a special case. But um, even mm-hmm. if you look at something like Anaheim, they have that food row area. Like if you just weasel your yeah, way yeah, like, <laughs> somehow. But I mean, it's like if more places started opening that up, I think it's like better if more people start doing uh, an approach like this. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be cute. It'd be totally cute to be able to, to do that. Like, uh, have a little truck. So, that looks yeah, like for it. sure. A fun idea. Um, so I just need hmm, to win the lottery and then get a, <laughs> I'll get a fleet of trucks. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, like, you know, I, my friend has that big van that we always use for decon and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That on its own is like 50,000 plus. Yeah. Just for like a, the bare bones version of right, that. Right, right, right. And if you want to like customize it to or outfit it in a way that makes sense to haul merch around, um, you know, that's added cost and customization on top of that. So yeah, no, probably, yeah. I always think it'd be, it's like for something like this, it's always, it stems out of like a, my uncle has this ice cream chuck he's getting rid of. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah, it's something yeah, like that yeah. where like the base thing is like, I just have to take this thing. And then, you know, <laughs> like then it's like that. But yeah. We like th- another issue. And I, I think I've told you this before. Like when I do borrow that truck, it doesn't fit in our garage and our neighborhood won't, they, they classify that as like a commercial vehicle sure. just because it's such a big van. Yeah that we will get ticketed or towed if I park it in the neighborhood. Right. So I have to like find an offsite parking spot for it. But I mean, these are all like little details if we were really seriously going to go consider something like this. Um, but I do love this yeah. idea. I just like the lemonade stand uh, charm yeah, so, of it. And it's, you know, like, there's it's so much fun you could do because it's not a phys- like a large physical space. You could, in theory, once you have the cost down, like already s- to get the vehicle – like rewrapping it in different ways is super easy. Or maybe um, you theme it like, around. It's not that. It, maybe like for me, it would be easy because I could theme it around. I partner with someone who's actually making cupcakes or brownies mm-hmm. and just have it like, come get the brownies. Park in their parking lot. No, but like, come get the brownies that's also sold at my booth. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a sweet oh, shop, right. but it has all these other things you can buy in addition to the brownies. Because I, I bet, right, like, well, with a lot of these food things, it'd be hard to. They're like, yeah, we're just looking for food people. Thanks, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's not give away all of our ideas here because these are great. <laughs> I think there's there's something there, Jerry. All right, everyone, get started, and we'll follow suit. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if we want to talk about too much right now, but we are getting really close to episode 100 here. Mm. I talked to you briefly about this the other day, but. I mean, I feel like we got to do something special. I don't know what it is, uh, but we've always kind of joke that and say that we'll we're committed to 100 episodes. We're very close to that. Yeah. I feel like I think around 50 is when we kind of teetered away from doing regular guests. Mm. 
So maybe even if 100 isn't necessarily like a super special retrospective, maybe 100 plus we change the format up a little bit again. Um, I think even when we got came back on during the pandemic and we kind of changed the format, that was maybe around episode 75 ish. Mm -hmm. So like feels like might be time to update the format and so yeah i mean i wouldn't mind bringing guests back on it's hard to get guests people like so if you're out there saying like why right. don't they bring guests it is difficult to get guests and then it's <laughs> difficult to make sure that they have recording equipment you know and they say they do and then it's mm -hmm. like this really crappy thing right. and you can't hear them and the audio sucks um uh, so but this would have been the perfect time because everyone's home and sort of set up now for zoom and Right. And everything, but even watching Zoom, it's amazing to me how like just how things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, put yourself on mute. Like, will you just mute yourself? How do I? I don't know. What is that? And <laughs> you know, uh, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, no, we can hear your TV. We can hear the car driving by. <laughs> like, put yourself on mute. Uh, well, I think a lot of people, like almost selfishly, they are fine. Like, yeah, they can see and hear you. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to worry about what's going on in my end of the world. Right. Like, you know, what's going on in my room or whatever. I could see like if you forget, like obviously that's easy, like you unmute and you forget. And then you're like yelling at your kids on the side and everyone can hear it. And they don't see that <laughs> like, oh, the yellow square went to your screen. And now that's all we can hear because you're overriding <laughs> the right. speaker. And, you know, you're like, Dakota, Dakota. Mm. Get off of there. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> Mommy's in a meeting. You know, like, yeah. Uh, Funny I said yeah. mommy instead of daddy. I don't know why. I just <laughs> mm. And Dakota, huh? Yeah, Dakota. <laughs> anyway. Is that your fake daughter's name? Oh, see, you picked daughter, not son. Interesting. See, all the way around. That's very good. That's a good sign. Uh, mm. All right, move on. Move on. What are we? What are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking about here today? Okay, so another thing I wanted. Um, I don't know when, but we had Mike and Cole on, uh, I think it was in the summer. And Mike asked me, like, he knew that I'm into shoes. Obviously, I'm a shoe guy. They And he asked specifically, like, what's a shoe that I'm after? Mm. And on the spot, like, I, you know, there's so many shoes that I'd love to have being a collector. but And, like, the big pop culture one is the Back to the Future one. I do have a revision to that answer. Here we go. So... The shoe that like kind of got me into collecting Jordan's was the no, it was the Leica oh, oh, um, Air Susan. Right, 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 right. Right. Or so missing link because tie in. Right. Yeah. Because Leica and Nike are both in Portland or like the Portland area. Well, it's the same um, guy, right? It's the his son is started Leica. The guy is it? Yeah, the guy who started Nike, his son is the guy who did. Oh, Leica. I didn't even know there was that strong of a tie. So there's a lot of ties between Leica and Nike. <laughs> yeah. So every single movie, Nike will do a collab shoe release. Right. So they've done it for literally every single one. Uh, was Coraline the first one? Coraline's first. They did it with Paranorman. They did it with Box Trolls, Kubo, uh, Missing Link. Um, Kubo was the only one I would get, and I don't think I loved them. I remember, I don't remember them. Oh, that was actually the worst shoe collab <laughs> of the series. Wasn't it? Because <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, I love Kubo. I got everything you could kind of get for Kubo, but um, not that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the shoes, it's like, it's a, I forget the, the maybe like a Jordan 14. I don't know. It's one of the old Jordans, but they did a Kubo like colorway and it focused on the mom and the dad versus anything else. So it was like a beetle on one shoe and monkey, a monkey on the other one. 
So it was, I mean, the duality kind of thing is nice, but those, like, I don't want a beetle on my yeah. shoe. Yeah, like, I mean, if they had um, just gone with, like, the beetle logo that he has on his back or something, mm-hmm. like, something like that would have been, I would have bought those in a minute. Um, but anyways, so I now, like, and even beyond that, so they did different versions of these releases. So there's, like, a general release, and then there's a like friends and family and kind of influencers release where they would have like a very ornate special box and packaging. I want to go after collecting all the shoes and if possible, getting like the special edition version. Mm. It's still tied to like pop culture and these are relatively difficult to find. Um, I mean, I could go out and buy every single one of them secondhand, but it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. So I'm trying to get them like at either a reasonable price or, you know, find it where it's not going to break the bank. But that would be the f- the the shoe or I guess the group of shoes that I would uh, that I'm after, I guess, or like on the top of my list. So then what do you do? Slowly, slowly buy I don't them know. <laughs> so it's either like because, again, through all these different sneaker sites they are currently available mm-hmm. but like i think the last time i checked the um was it Coraline's like special box it's like fifteen hundred dollars i'm Ooh. not gonna buy pay, pay fifteen hundred dollars right, for this right. shoe so you just want to luck into a good situation where you i don't yeah like either find it or like a referral or something or someone's like hey somebody. i just want to get rid of these yeah right and like or some sort of a trade if i have something that they want you know what is the addition size on these usually do you know? It varies. So I know earlier ones are really low. And then as like sneaker collecting has gotten more popular over the years, like the Air Susans from The Missing Link probably had a lot. But the ones before that are probably like maybe a couple thousand. Mm. I'm sure there's ways I could do the research to, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. an actual number. But I think they were pretty low for the earlier movies. And then they kind of ramped up. I mean, they all um, sold out immediately i remember like right know. right and some of them i don't even know if they're available for like retail or like yeah a, just you know, for the a, a on, normal person to buy online they release do like um but anyways those are those are the, the ones after i know you're dying to know Jerry. Uh, thank goodness i think everyone <laughs> everyone is sighing a breath of relief now knowing mm. <laughs> what's on your wish list and you can start a <laughs> gofundme page or something um yeah that's great. Uh, uh, one thing we talked about last week, which I thought was really interesting, was the round table uh, uh, yes, redesign. Logo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since seeing that, and I don't know if I'm just aware of this, everyone is doing a redesign right now. Like one. What other brands? Uh, so a lot of it is with the physical stores. Like everyone's reconfiguring mm-hmm. for a pandemic. That makes sense for now. Like to, for them to do. So that. a lot of that, like it's all drive-through. Like it's three drive-throughs, and then there's like. Otherwise, there's like little windows. You come and you pick up your order. So you never Mm -hmm. see anybody. It's just all like, so Chipotle, I think it's doing an all digital location where you don't, you know, everything's done online. You just go grab your food and, uh, uh, or you Mm. do a drive through Uh, Burger King just did a huge redesign, which is actually a retro redesign. I was going to say, I, so I, I don't follow, I don't know. I, I saw the the agency that was responsible for mm-hmm. the rebrand and they posted like all these iterations of doing, so their old logo has like the bun and then in the center it says Burger King. It's kind of like the meat and the filling of the, the sandwich. That's their logo. Right. 
this agency did like so many different iterations of that where the silhouette of the bun was like the letter B and then the inside was a K, so it was BK. And then they had different versions of that. And then the one that they landed on literally looks like the one from the 80s. Right. It's just like, like the classic. Is it even any different? I didn't check it. I To me, it looks I'm like. I'm sure there's like yeah, subtle differences. Of course. But of like, course. Um, there's some, they kind of did a whiter program for it too. But it's all based on mm-hmm. a retro, like that old brown and orange. and. Right. I love it. Oh, I, I like do too. Look. I think it's great. I think great. it works for them. I'm surprised yeah. they're going so committed to it and not just being like, oh, it's a throwback, you know, like this is the throwback mm-hmm. year or something like that, but it looks like they're staying with it. So that that one logo they did with the B and the K intermixed, I think that's right. just gorgeous. That's perfect. I think that's one of those things. Uh, oh, so you saw all the different like Yeah, so it was like the B it, yeah. and then the K is like within. There the were room. some that like really made sense and other ones were Forced. a little bit difficult yeah, to read. More round table. Um, like. But I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you've got a pitch and this I'm assuming was just a fraction of the yeah. versions that they went through. Um, but you've got to show so many for them to land on, to land on something. Um, so... Funny thing happened with this too. So I saw it online and, and some guy had posted. Now I had briefly seen that their Burger King posted this, uh, you know, we rebrand and they're kind of a silly mm-hmm. Twitter account anyway. They're kind of like jokey, which is great. So I follow, I follow, I follow all the food. Oh, this is another fun uh, mascot. I follow all character. the food stuff, yeah. uh, all the food accounts and everything. Cause I think it's great that they're being a lot more uh, active. Like Oreo's great about it. Uh, Twix, they all like really, mm-hmm. really silly. And what's great is they do like a lot of inner brand arguing like not really but like oh you know, that's fun yeah, yeah like they're accusing each other of silly things um and <laughs> that's great anyway the burger king one i do follow so i saw it i was vaguely aware of the redesign and then i you know it wasn't anything mm-hmm. new so i didn't really stick around for it but um some other guy randomly posted that my wife did that bk thing she designed that bk the b within the k and i'm like oh that's clever mm-hmm. i like that like i'd wear a t-shirt with that or you know and so i reposted it and then another person that I know reposted it and he's got a big following with design and everything. And uh, it just kind of blew up in this weird way. So people were saying like, so the guy that reposted it for me said, who did this? This is great. I want to know who to praise. Because the guy just said, my wife did this, but she's too humble mm-hmm. to say it. And obviously she works for this design firm and probably didn't want to be like. Isn't allowed to. Well, probably yeah. just didn't want to be like, hey, that's mine. Um, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. So it kicked off this whole like chain of tweets that's still going on about like well how come this husband is claiming this for his wife like it sounds to me like he's kind of trying to do this and then and then the um people from the brand company jumped in they're like hey this is you know this was done by this group and and blah 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 like it it was one of many people who worked on this and then other people like well this is just the same line of like women not getting uh, the 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 respect oh my god and i'm like and then the guy's like well you know a lot of people worked on this and these are people from this is all under your thread (laughs) that you i just retweeted it so i didn't actually insert oh man i didn't insert my uh comment and so my name just gets carried with the retweet so i'm getting all of this stuff (laughs) 
compiling it. Oh and then gosh. like, what are the weird way to go viral? Someone from like the ad, something. someone from the ad thing posted. They're like, here, here's an article about it. And at the bottom of the article, it lists everybody who worked on the campaign, like go look there. And they're like, geez, you can back <laughs> off. Like I was just saying that women should get credit. You don't have to go so far. And, like, and then another guy posts a thing that says, oh, people what are the- like, um, you know, they're, they're defensive about past traumas they've received and so they project that onto i'm like oh my gosh so it's kind of nice because my name just pops up in this but i'm not i didn't put anything i didn't comment or anything right but it's just amazing to see how this thing just goes nuts all the way down and to get these constant like updates of like where this argument is going and what's kind of sad is like everyone's basically on the same page everyone's saying like Mm. let's give credit where credit is due and, and no right. one's saying the opposite, but it's just carrying on in this, it's perpetuating in its own thing. It's so weird, so perfectly Twitter um, that it's right. been kind of fun to watch. I would not want to be at the center of it, but it's interesting uh, to watch it unfold. How do you feel about about that? Should should someone like that, if that woman, say that woman did design, and it doesn't matter to me if it's a woman or a man or anything. I, I get what the husband was trying to do, and I think that's kind of sweet. I don't think, I don't see it beyond anything other than that. Right. But do you think someone should be able to say, hey, I worked on that? Or do you think, nope, you're part of the team, keep quiet, we all get credit across the board? I think if it if this is something established from the beginning, like, okay, you sign an NDA of course. to work for this agency and we're going to collectively submit, you know, hundreds of different designs for this rebrand for Burger King. And if like from the beginning, it's very clear that if you work at this agency, it's is like an agency project, not an individual. And our then, and our rule is, right? We are a then, team, right? We are a we. Exactly. We are not an I. Yeah. If that is established early on and everybody understands that, then you know, no individual should get credit for it. It should go to the brand. Five years down the um, line, do you think they should be able to say like, oh yeah, I did that? I mean, it's a it's a it seems like it's, it's a tricky hot right thing. now, and then no right. one. So, like, cares. I'm trying to look at this from the perspective of Squared Co. So, like, if I were to get a project to brand something, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, hire or I get, let's say, like five other designers to help me do this full rebrand, um, for future projects, <laughs> you know, they could just go to the individual if you say like they did this thing, yeah. So the I get it from the agency side. They want to stay protected and like potentially get more work down the line. So I don't know. It's a it's a tough like kind of situation to look at. The funny thing to me is like it seems so contained to this little argument that's going on on Twitter. Like I, I don't see this as a it's a bigger issue in general, I think, but a smaller mm-hmm. issue for this exact thing. Now, the guy from the uh, the design firm that was sort of involved in this uh, debate or this discussion he did say like no 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 we're not we're not trying to even do that he's like uh, our our whatever uh, creative director was in an interview and she even shouted out this girl's name and said oh she did this thing and it's wonderful and it's uh, i think they went as far as to say it's the most um she's like for this woman she said it's the most effective uh, design since the swoosh which i'm like oh that's huge That's huge (laughs) praise, right? Like that's about as high as you can get saying something. Mm -hmm. But of course, not everyone's going to see that interview, right? So this company is acknowledging it very, you know, outspokenly, but it's not reaching everybody. So then this debate 
happen. So that's where I'm like, it almost goes so far the other way where you have to just shut it down and be like, okay, no, nobody. Like we're just don't say anything because because of this right. kind of kind of stuff, which is like the good and the bad, I think, of social social media, right? Like <laughs> So I think like the other side, if you if let's say I right. was hired by another agency, yes. of obviously you want the praise or at le- at the very least Credit. to be able to like put that in your portfolio or something. Yes. So like, oh, I literally did this version of the logo or this, you know, broke it down here, whatever. Yeah, I don't know where I stand. It's tough because to me, I'm like, what if a creative director or your art director comes in and says, "Yeah, this is pretty good, but why don't we tighten this up, uh, make it, you know, change the color a little." So now it's like, well, he kind of did it too, right? Like, so it's right. So if like the finished product is a team, kind of an amalgamation of all of these different people's input, but you had the first version, Mm -hmm. the final version might be different. Totally get what you're saying on that. Um, So then it totally becomes like an agency thing versus an individual contributor. Um, I mean, to me, I, 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 I feel like it's very, uh, no matter what, I think it should be very um, straightforward, right? Like you say, uh, Joe mm-hmm. was the art director on this. Uh, Bob was the lead designer, uh, you know. And here's the team. Jan did this and, and Amy did this and, you know, and just put it out there like that. It's just what it is. Uh, and then if you're arguing over percentage, that's a different, <laughs> right? Oh, well, right. I did about 90% of it. You know, like that's a different <laughs> argument than um, uh, who worked it. I just thought it was but there is thing. there is something that kind of goes unseen. So let's say for your um, example, mm-hmm. this individual came up with a concept and then it was kind of tweaked by an art director. I think in most cases, the person who came up with the concept would try and claim that, you know, it was their design, right. their idea. Right, right, but, right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's a mm. funny, like, I, I I felt actually really bad for the wife of this guy. I bet she was like, what did you do? You know? like Because <laughs> she didn't want, like, any part of well, this. Well, yeah, probably. Like, it was debate. so innocent. Yeah. And then she's probably getting an email from her art director saying, like, hey, what happened here? You know, like... <laughs> Like, are you mad or something? Uh, like, no, I just, he, <laughs> I told him not to what he did. And yeah. So yeah, that's, it was just an interesting, I thought it was an interesting thing. In addition to it being a very great rebrand, I thought of a, uh, of a Burger King, like a very familiar brand to go retro like that is really fun. I thought hmm. anyway, that's what I wanted to add for that discussion. Yeah, no, it's a fun it's I it's a the such a bizarre way for you to like kind of go viral. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean it wasn't even that uh, huge, but it was enough where I'm like every morning I wake right, up and right. I got twenty tweets and that I gotta look through. So it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Did uh have you watched anything exciting since our last Oh, what I forgot to mention in our year roundup, uh Ted Lasso. I wanted to mention that. I don't know if you've watched that. Oh, yeah. what is that on? Uh, is that on Apple? I think it's on Apple. As uh, what's his no, name? No, no, no. I don't have an Apple yet. Okay. Um I know you want my password. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Is it that good? I've heard a lot of praise. It's for not it. what I thought it was going to be and that's all I'll say. And so it was uh, it's a very mm. pleasant show like it's not like the best of everybody's it seems to be very uplifting well it's Uh, just that's a lot of it's not cynical so i don't know that it's purposely Mm. uplifting but it's not cynical and i think that's what people are sort of because it's sudeikis and it's like you think it's going to be a little more i don't know but he plays a total goofball and it's like uh 
It's 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 a good show. I, I, I wouldn't go down on my like oh my all time favorites, but I think I, I it went down very easy when I watched it, and I was surprised. So it's a series, right? It's a short run series. Yeah, I think there's mm, how many episodes? I don't there? remember. I, it's short, like maybe eight. It's one of those like mm. smaller ones. I don't think it's even. I don't think it's even ten. I could be wrong though. Mm. So I want to do that, and I've been watching. This is weirder. So. Uh, you know how you, when you when you don't have cable, they have all these different versions to watch like live TV, right? Like they have these like mm-hmm. channels you can watch on your whatever your provider is, like Roku or your TV. Right. So they have an ABC News channel, and I keep that on for like in the morning or something. Like that. But they fill in the rest of the day with a lot of re- like reruns of old things, you know, because mm-hmm. it can't be news twenty four hours. So they've been playing. What would right. you do? You know that <laughs> that. Have you watched that show? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for some reason, that's been like making me cry. Like, um, what? Especially in this time where what? everyone seems crappy, you know? Like, oh the world gosh. seems. That is the weirdest thing to get. Like, this for. week in general, oh like, gosh. the world seems crappy. Like, everyone seems out for themselves and selfish. Like, I don't want to wear a mask. And like, so you watch this and you see these strangers that are like standing up for people and like, inserting themselves where they clearly don't have to to sort of come to these people's defense oh my gosh. and i'm like oh that's so nice to see and it's just very reassuring like because i think personally i would not i'd be the worst person for that show i'd probably sit there i'd be like waiter can we move tables there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole ruckus going on here next to me uh, but so there's a I, I do know what you're talking about in the show they have um, so they, just in yeah, case people right, don't know right, really right. quick, there's, there's like actors that'll have, um, they'll create a fake situation and see if bystanders will like step into Pur- purposely so controversial, be, purposely over the top. Right. So that you so get noticed. One that I can remember is like, there's people that are pretending to be obviously drunk and going into a car. Yeah. So they'll be like stumbling around and literally holding like an open right, bottle. Right, right, right. So it's over the top. And then it's <laughs> it's seeing if anyone will stop them from driving. Right. right. So So that's a that's kind of the the general gist of it. So the ones I've been seeing have been a lot more like um so like a, a woman is trying on a dress in a wedding thing in a wedding store and uh she says, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't wait for my uh wife to see this or my you know my girlfriend to see this and then the girl refuses to sell her the dress and then you see what the people in the you know will they say something or will they (laughs) let it go that's a weird one it is because like but they did another one where two gay guys are like buying um (laughs) like sports jerseys and then you know another actor comes and says oh what are you guys buying it for we don't want you at the game and you know things like that and just to see what people and it's amazing how many people will interject and say like, hey, knock it off. Let them do what they want to do. And, uh, you know, there's other things where they're like raising their children in a weird way or like uh, they, they won't hire someone because they're a woman. And, you know, so it's just funny to me that people will interject. And sometimes they kind of bait them. Like the actors will actually ask them, like, can you believe this? You know, just to see. Oh, yeah. Trying to get somebody. Yeah. Like if they'll do it. Get involved or. Would interact. you do you think you'd do it? Are you the kind that would say like, it depends. hey, so leave there them are, alone? There are so many on there that are like, yeah, you know, borderline. Like it really doesn't matter. Right, right, and right. then there's some that are like crazy intense. Like if there's any sort of physical altercation, sure. like if somebody is, is going to get like beat yeah. or like, you know, I feel like I'd step in for those. But if it's like an argument, like, you know, it's annoying and, you know, crazy, but 
just argue. Like, I'll let you argue. I'm not gonna like this one I saw today. I was just watching it today. Uh, the guy was saying he doesn't want to drink anymore. And the girl was like, you're no fun. Like, I can't believe you won't drink. Why don't you drink? You were more fun when you drank. And then she's actually. Oh, yeah. That one I would totally leave alone. Right. Because that seems that personal. Cares. But she does it where she tells the guy next to them at the bar, the, the you know, the unaware person, like, can you believe he's not mm-hmm. drinking? Like, oh. And, and it's interesting to see how people react. I mean. Obviously, what they show is very positive. I don't think I haven't seen one yet where they show right. a negative thing, but I wonder how many people they have to go through before they get <laughs> to react. Because uh, I think I'm like you. I'd if, move if, further down like, the bar. I would just be like, "Well, excuse me." In the in the drunk driving one, <laughs> they have somebody who's like, "Oh, here, let me help you get into your car <laughs> and drive away. <laughs> let me hold your beer while you get yourself." <laughs> So that's oh. uh, that's the bottom of the barrel I'm watching wow. right now, scraping them up. But it's good. So you, like that show, s- the concept is so good. You could see how it could turn into like a practical joke show. But um, yeah, oh, for and sure. I, apparently I mean, they it kind did, of is. They did a uh, Nickelodeon show before called "What Would You Do?" Do you remember that? Uh, I think that was early. You know who would know the answer to that is our buddy Mike and Cole. Yeah, exactly. Someone um, mentioned because I mentioned it on Twitter, and someone's like, "I thought you meant this show," and I'm like, "I don't even know what that show is." I think that's um, Mark Summers, maybe. Probably it sounds like one of those kind of shows. No, I don't know. I feel like they're they're shaking their head and raising their fists right now. Like it looks like one of those old like when they did more game show kind of things. Yeah, and the skit shows with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Um, what are you watching? Anything? Have you seen on um, Disney Plus? I don't know this. Is it called like Disney 616 or something 616 where it's a series, but it's like mini documentaries. Every episode is a mini doc. Mm, For uh, on Disney Plus. Yeah. But what is the what are the docs about? Like, so I just watched the first one, which is super interesting to me. In uh, the 70s, they had a show, a Spider-Man show in Japan only. Yes, yes. So yes. the documentary, the, just this one episode, was just about that It's show. very cheesy, like... Oh, yeah. And it's so, like, the whole story is just unbelievable and could never happen today. Yeah. So it's basically this American guy is a comic book fan and... I don't know why. For some reason, he goes maybe to travel or vacation to Japan, and he's seeing all of these comic books there, and that Japan loves comics, but in Japan, it's all manga right, or manga. Right, right. And he's like, that's so weird. I see these comics everywhere. There's no Marvel. There's no American superheroes. They're like, what's the deal? So this is what's crazy. He just, and this is his story. I don't know right, right, if right, it right. was more intense than this, but he's like, yeah, I just picked up the phone and called Marvel and was like, hey, you guys should really be in Japan. And more or less, it, they were like, okay, if you can make it happen, we'll give you license rights for Japan. And I'm just thinking like, today, if you wanted to call Marvel and say like, I've got this idea, like none of this would happen. So I'm sure there's more to it. Yeah. But I also think that it was relatively casual. Sure. I think, you know, you know before the Disney era and just before the Disney era, I think, um, you know, things were probably pretty loosey goosey <laughs> there. Cause, you know, you figured DC had the heyday for so long, like where people weren't even mm-hmm. paying attention to Marvel. Um, and that was even by the, what, Batman came out in 89. 
Um, right. So I think before that, Marvel was probably really struggling because I think they were, weren't they owned by somebody else before? I, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, so I, yeah, that probably, especially with overseas stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're not there. So like, yeah, if we can make a little bit of it, money off of it, great. And the, again, I don't know how much of this is true. I didn't do any like research yeah. to fact check this, but one of the interviewers he designed this is so so the japanese version basically has nothing to do with spider-man aside from the costume and some of his powers but for some reason like power rangers he had like this giant robot that he would jump into obviously nothing to do with spider-man was it a spider-man robot or sort of they called it the marveler nice nice (laughs) and but the funny thing is or like the part that i'm not sure about the designer for the robot said that this was the first version of this where like, you know, in the Mecha 80s, suit. there was a there was a ton of these kind of superhero Power Ranger-esque yeah. individuals that would fight and then jump into a giant robot. Yeah, yeah. According to this guy, Spider-Man was the first to do this. Really? And then it spawned, you know, I don't know what the Japanese. So it was a hit were, but in Japan, did they say? It was it was a hit in Japan and they sold a ton of merch, a ton of the toys and like whatever offshoots they had from this series and it was basically like a a guide to mm-hmm. what would later become the Power Rangers and all these other versions of this you know, masked superhero that jumps into a giant robot. Interesting. I didn't even know about the show. Disney 616? It's, I don't know what it, the preface is, but it's something 616. Um, What's the... Do it you, was on like my my main thing for Disney Plus. What's the... Uh, so I, how do I not know this? What's the 616 refer to? Do you know? Like, I have no idea. Interesting. No I'm idea. sure it's a very obvious answer and I'm so this, embarrassed that I don't know. <laughs> This is like it was this episode was like 50 minutes, uh, but some of them range. It's like from 40 to like an out like 70 minutes. Mm. So they're kind of around an hour, give or take. Um, now I'm going to go the next, find them, find the show and watch it. Yeah, I think there's an episode about Black Panther. There's some about like female superheroes. Oh. So there's like, is it all Marvel kind of a, or is it? No, oh. I, uh, I don't want to say yes or no definitively. It might be all Marvel, and maybe it's Marvel six one six. But I don't know. It's it's all it's. I mean, at least the first one was super interesting. Something I was familiar with the character, but this yeah. obviously gives you like kind of a deeper. I think background. there's like a Mexico version of Spider Man two. There was a show, um, and do you remember on like Electric Company they used to do Spider Man? Mm. <laughs> you probably don't even remember that you know, show. They probably they have. Um, I bet you just like they do with the Power Rangers, where like the out of costume versions, mm-hmm. they'll like have American right, 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 or Mexican right. or Japanese characters doing that part, and then the it's all fighting the same, sequences just like Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. They probably I would I could see them doing something like that. It's funny though, like the quality for that superhero stuff before it was so low. Like now you can't get away. Oh, with yeah, that they said they talked about this. I didn't know this either, but I guess in the seventies they had an American Spider-Man movie. Mm. that did awful or like you know wasn't up to anybody's expectations or standards yeah um and then so they at that point they're like forget it screw it no more movies who anybody can just go and do it because it can't be worse than this so i think that's how they were able to green light it in japan and sort of ironically when they had like stan lee and the marvel i don't know uh ceos and all that Mm -hmm. stuff 
um, at that time go and watch early screenings of the show. They all hated it and thought it was terrible, but they, the argument was whatever the production company in Japan, like they knew their audience right, and right, they knew right. that Trust kids to, would respond yeah, to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of that stuff from that era anyway, it's pretty, I mean, you look at Power Rangers, mm-hmm. Power Rangers is even this old fashioned model like that, where it's right. really pretty crappy, but you kids, you kids, not me, you <laughs> kids loved it. And so, yeah, it's funny. Right. I mean, we had our own crappy stuff when I was young too, but um, yeah, just different. Spider-Man. So, so funny. The last thing I'll say about this, and this is again, kind of like last week we talked about action park and Mm -hmm. how dangerous it was that could only exist in the eighties. This, the stunt guy in this literally did all this. Like there was no smoke and mirrors. One crazy ass. They have the Tokyo tower, which is kind of like the Eiffel tower. Yeah. Um, I went there. They, they told him just climb the (laughs) Tokyo tower. (laughs) And this guy is like, scaling a hundred hundred feet in the air scaling no guide wires no safety nets and it's like don't get hurt oh my god this is insane and they had him like upside down climbing a bridge with just hundreds of feet to rocks well i'm like holy crap he died loving what he does right that's what (laughs) and you know what sucks too it's like the the unmasked character gets all the praise that's right but then there's this stunt guy like literally risking his life for these crazy scenes and probably gets like no notoriety and like nobody notices. So that's him. why you want and probably made less money. That's too. why you want Pedro to keep his helmet on. Just be like, hey, yeah, dude, exactly. dude, it's all it's a group effort, dude. We, <laughs> you came in for like two uh, scenes the whole season. <laughs> Uh, uh that's great. Uh, that's all i have for watch though um yeah i didn't i'm trying to think i did watch a few things that weren't great so i don't want to talk about it yeah. um yeah so that's fine yeah. the last thing that i have here and you can this can be it unless you have something else um dk and g i don't know if you saw this they're releasing these back to the future skateboard mm-hmm. decks yeah which so for me i love when brands and artists do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. This is so cool to me. It's a skateboard deck for those of you that don't know. It's a skateboard deck in the shape of the DeLorean from Back to the Future. So there's a one from Back to the Future, one, two, and three. It's die cut around the shape of the illustration of each one of these. Um, and it's just super original, something I've never seen before. DKNG's work is great. This is like, it's fantastic. And take it like a step further. I'm pretty sure these are illustrations that they did from their icon series at Gallery 1988, like the location five or six years ago. The location series thing, like where they did the vehicles or something, or it was called the icon series where they had like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like in a circle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But because I I swear these these look super familiar. Um, But, anyways, whether it is or isn't like being able to repurpose your artwork into new things is such a great idea mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, but like everything about this project I love, I don't know like how they're selling this. If it's a limited thing, if it's a timed edition, are they um, selling it direct or is it through? Uh, through yeah. Email? So I'm a part of their like email blast mm-hmm. list and they, if I'm reading this correctly, they're for sale through the DKNG store. So it's officially licensed from universal, really cool illustrations like 
Um, again, I love everything about this. So uh, I think I'll try and get one. I don't know how limited and difficult it's going to be, but should be fun. Or it's a definitely a how much are, are they uh, super expensive? I don't know. Hmm. I do not know. What is with skate decks? Not I don't get yet. the skate deck thing. I, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> So for me, I've never been a skater. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, it's kind of like just a format. Just, it's a new poster. Yeah, it's like a yeah, different yeah, yeah, type yeah. of a poster. So it's something you could, I mean, you could use it practically and have it be a skateboard. Although I don't know with like the die cut of this shape, if it would be very practical to use a skateboard. I mean, so did this thing just um, start as a thing, like a real thing? Like people would just collect skate decks in general like as skaters like they're like oh i keep all the um so they i mean obviously skateboard decks like different brands will have different artwork yeah on the yeah, bottom. yeah yeah so it's kind of been attached to design culture and a lot of skaters as you probably know like went off to become illustrators mm-hmm. and designers i know bricky started off as a skateboarder i think tommy perez is a skateboarder yep. too so there's like a lot of ties to art and design and skateboarding. I think this has just kind of become a new outlet and a new product um, or like a new type of merch that you can sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't sure what the culture of that, you know, like if people started, I mean, I'm assuming that's what happened, right? People just kept these decks that they really liked over the years and then you just start seeing. Well, it's, I mean, it's like me and shoes. I'm sure there's people that collect different, skateboard decks because of the art or like the heritage or whatever but it's funny to there see was a couple transition into like a purely collecting thing as opposed to the practical right, thing that it right. was supposed to be you know there's um a few years ago they d- i don't remember the name of the brand but they did something with ninja turtles yeah and i was almost gonna start collecting the decks at that point yeah. but like the designs were cool but it wasn't like enough for me to you know make the jump and to purchase them but i will i do think i'm going to try for these at least one of these dkng decks um nice yeah we'll see interesting well back to the future that's a good one to that's a good pop culture one to start with i don't think i'm gonna get crazy and like collect decks in general but this is a like i love dkng and this is a fun unique uh product so we'll see nice uh before we wrap up i do want to go over i talked about this on the video today but i do want to go over it here too about uh, festival of the arts is happening now at um, epcot in florida as opposed to anywhere else i don't know why uh, <laughs> but yeah so uh, it runs from uh, it started friday it runs through february 22nd i have four new pieces there um there's a jaclay uh, not a jaclay i'm sorry there's a canvas print there is a deluxe print and there's a postcard and that's all that I've seen so far. And there's no mugs or magnets or anything else that I've seen or phone cases or anything. It's just the art from what I can tell. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over this again, like we did on the video. If you didn't watch the video, (laughs) Uh, because I'm getting a lot of questions about it. And if I can catch some of them here, I might as well do it. I'm not going to be at the festival this year. It'll just be my art. There are artists going and they will be there. You can look for their schedules and stuff online. Um, Ashley Taylor will be there. Jason Ratner will be there. A lot of different Disney people that have been there previously. Uh, let me see here. If you don't, if you go to the festival and you're looking for something and you don't see what you want, make sure you ask a cast member, be very patient, be very nice. And uh, hopefully they can check the stock they have there. Everything is very limited to space for the day because, uh, these tents are very small and there's a lot of artists and a lot of stock. Mm. And so uh, they're limited to what they have on hand. If they get more, it comes from somewhere very far away. So it's usually 
not happening during the day. Sometimes it does. And I have to say that because someone will counter me online and say like, well, I was there. They brought a whole new bat. That is possible. It's not guaranteed. So I just want to let people know that are going because some people have a very small window of opportunity to go visit this. And then they're getting frustrated because um, one, the lines are very long because of the you know, things are running a little bit differently because of the the um, pandemic. And so lines are spaced out. Uh, things aren't as organized as they uh, normally could be, I think, just because of that. Um, so things are just taking a little bit longer. It's a tough festival to pull off, I think, in general. <laughs> so um, so again, if you don't see it, ask. What, what When they say it's sold out, it's sold out for the day. They will probably replenish overnight. And so more stuff will be back the next day. Your best chance is to come early as you can. Uh, because that's when they're most stocked. Again, that doesn't mean everything's going to be there when you get there, but that sort of ups <laughs> your chances. Uh, right now, it's only available at the festival. It's not available online. It's not available in California. It's not available in Disney Springs. You have to go to the festival to get it. That could change at any moment, but that's as far as I know what is happening right now. After the festival, it might go wider. It might not. I don't know. I will post as soon as I know, but I can't put anything now because if I even say it might, you guys will hold me to that. <laughs> and then everyone's upset because I lied. <laughs> so that is sort of the update. Um, and I think that's about it. If you have any questions, you can contact me online. But um, that that's pretty much the questions have been like, can we get this online? Can we get this in California? And right now, no. So not yet. yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. soon. So thank you for everybody who's already purchased a bunch of stuff. I know we've been selling really well and uh, I appreciate that very much. So Epcot International Festival of the Arts now through February 22nd. If you are brave enough to get on an airplane and travel across the country to Florida, but it looks like it's going really well. Or so, yeah. If you're local. Yeah. No, I think and I think that's right. Right, exactly. That's the difference. And that's kind of why I'm not there this year cuz I didn't want to fly across the country. <laughs> so, All anyway, right. thank you. Yes, sir. Um but that is it for today. Please be sure to continue watching us Sundays on Instagram Sunday. Live around 10.30. Um, and be on the lookout for episode 100. It's coming up real quick. And we'll post more about the giveaway um, soon. Correct. Yeah. We will figure that out and then let you guys know. Um, but that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later.